For many of us, work is a necessity, but life is the priority. This is a wonderful quote said by my guest for today, Samantha Lane. Samantha is a productivity coach and like me, she's a nerd for time management and efficiency. So while we get some tips from her on how to get hold on the work-life balance, we also touch upon what were some of her sales challenges as a business owner and how she overcame them. Fall in love with selling as you acquire the right mindset, selling style and sales process that helps you take your business solution to more prospects, potential clients and the world at large. If you are a women entrepreneur who is looking to get more sales, scale and sustainability in your business, you have reached the right place. I'm Roshni Baronia. Your host for the show is The Sales, which is all about helping you bring your authentic and influential self to each sales conversation. Hey, Samantha, welcome to the show. So happy to have you here. Thank you. And thanks for having me. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, I am a time management professional. And what I do is I help people to be present in their lives while still being productive. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, I was uh, just visiting your website and going through it. There were, of course, some very beautiful quotes and words that you have used. But one particular phrase that stuck to my mind was shaping time. So how do you shape time and what does a typical well-optimized day look for you in your personal business and life? Yes. And I thank you for asking about that. That is sort of a tagline that I love to share with people is this concept of shaping your time. And to me, what that really means is in a world where there's so little that we can control, there are some things that we can control. And and I really strive to empower people to manage their time and control their time. And I like the phrase shaping their time um, because it sort of ties into the name of the business being origami day and this concept of, of folding and manipulating, creating these days that really help you to maximize our time here on earth. Right, right. Because everyone has got 24 hours. And how do we maximize that? So that's the big question, right? Right, right. We have limited time. It's as a concept, time is infinite. But as sort of how we see it in our lives and in our days, it's a very finite measuring unit. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? What, What is it that you give to your clients, people you work with? What is the magic potion you give to them? Hmm. So I actually created this business because I was on a search for what is that sort of magic potion to manage life perfectly. And what I found is there's not really one thing that solves the problem. So what I try to impart on people is not just the mindset, the, the awakening realization that we can, in fact, control more of our days than we realize. What are some of those tips and methodologies that we can use to manage our time well, not just to accomplish more, but to be balanced and to be involved in our lives and practice self-care. And then sort of the last piece of, of what I really provide to people is, is also tools. I created two time management tools that really helped me to, to really combine the mindset, the philosophy, and then really have these, these tangible things that help me to just get it all done to accomplish more and to spend more time doing the things that truly matter to me. Wow. Awesome. So can you share a little bit about those tools as well? Sure. So um, there's really two parts that make up what I call the origami day system. And the first piece of that is what I call the folding weekly planning sheet. And it's just an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper that helps you map out your entire day, but it folds 
in a way that you have, um, you're just looking at one day at a time, and then you have a preview of the next day. And that's really sort of where the name origami day came from was that first signature folding piece of paper. And then that is combined with a 14 month undated calendar and an 88 page notebook in one. So you have really these two tools that help you look at your day-to-day agenda and then sort of your long-term planning and then notes of importance. So it's kind of all in one spot as like a central hub. Right. If that makes sense. Right. So of course, since you work so much into time management with people, what are some of the key challenges people face when it comes to taking control of their daily time What or keeping themselves productive? What are the three basic challenges people face? Great question. So <laughs> the, the first will answer probably that some people are probably thinking there's a million challenges, but that's, yeah. that probably is addressed in the first challenge, which is mindset. I think right. a lot of people don't think they can control their days. And a lot of people have sort of these excuses for why they can't live better or why they're so busy, or they think that busy is a badge of honor and they want to be busy. So I think that the very first piece of this is this mindset, deciding that you want to manage your time better, realizing that you can do a lot more and that you there's, although there's a lot you cannot control, you control your actions and your choices and how you react to things. And I think that that is sort of first and foremost is, is helping people to realize choice and mindset is is sort of ground zero. And then beyond that, helping people to identify why they care to manage their time better. Is it to be better in their career and accomplish more and perhaps receive promotions or climb a ladder? Or is it to do that while also spending more time with grandkids or their own children or to travel more? And then with that comes down to sort of then what are those habits and tools that that last piece is really tactical, sort of, you know, helping people to remove those barriers of, well, my phone dictates my life. And, and sort of helping people understand that all those barriers can be removed. And so if you can tackle mindset, then it becomes why. And so you really can sort of prioritize and focus. And then it sort of becomes like, well, then kind of focus on, on what you really need to do in a tactical way. Wow. Wow, that's beautifully explained because I don't think many people go into the aspect of it's a mindset thing that you are not able to take charge of your time. Because uh, the thing that you said that busy is overrated. That is so, so true because uh, it just happened with me today that I was not able to get on call with my mom. So it's been two, three days that uh, we were not able to have a conversation. And uh, she just dropped me a message today. I am not able to get through you. Are you really busy? And it just triggered me. No, I'm not busy. I don't like to keep myself busy. I prioritize things and I manage my day so well that I don't feel that I am busy and I don't like to call myself busy. Right. And it doesn't feel good to think you're too busy for your own mother. Yeah. And (laughs) before I started this business, I was, I had my priorities off and sometimes I did put things ahead of time with my mother. And that's something that really played into my choice to start this business because I never wanted to be too busy for my mother. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about choices. Just that, yeah, the network sometimes plays bad and it just (laughs) doesn't connect that so well. But it doesn't mean that we are so busy that we are not able to make time for people who are important for us and uh, who matter to us so much. And Mm -hmm. if they come back and say to us that, hey, you are busy, that is something which we don't want to hear, right? So yes, that was totally correct for you to say that busy is usually worn by people as a badge of honor, but actually Mm -hmm. it isn't. 
Correct. And, you know, I hate to sound cold when I say this. I can usually tell right away when someone talks to me about sort of their time and what they want to do, I can tell very quickly if there's someone who I can actually help or not. And usually what what sort of gives it away is if they are committed to a change or if they are playing a victim role, that they don't have any control over what they do. And it's all these various reasons as to why their life is terrible and imbalanced versus the people who say, I am ready to make a difference in my life. And those are the people who see the, the greatest rewards the quickest. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, Samantha, let's tear the conversation a little bit into your personal journey into entrepreneurship and uh, as a business owner. So how easy or hard it was for you to start your own business and how did you get your first few clients? Yeah. So I'm going to give you a little bit even more backstory, if that's okay. I, of I kind of course, referenced of course. That. Before I started my business, I didn't always have time for my mother. And sort of part of my story was I was very much a workaholic. I was very focused on achieving and very ambitious person and doing well in my career. And that led me down the sort of road of being imbalanced. Mm -hmm. And I ended up having to have a major surgery that had a lot of complications And I found myself confronted with the harsh reality that I don't know how long I'm on this earth and that my life and the opportunity to open my eyes every morning is a treasured gift that I was not appreciating. And that became the start of my journey as an entrepreneur, because what I realized during that time is that I needed to live better, but I had to still work. So how could I do them both? And that's when I set out to find the solution. And in all my research, I found that the solution didn't exist. So my only logical decision was to create the solution, which was seen in sort of the philosophy that I teach and the products that I use. And then through that journey, I saw how effective they were and it just felt selfish not to share them. And so that was sort of the origin story of how I became an entrepreneur was this, you know, like many entrepreneurs, I solved my own problem and then realized that other people had this problem and that creating it as a business was a way to help people solve this problem in a larger capacity. And just to be perfectly honest, I have a, I have a big lofty goal of creating a culture shift. I don't want busy to be a badge of honor anymore. I want balance to be a badge of honor. Do you often face feast and famine cycles in your business? Do you set lofty income goals but don't know how to achieve them? Then this is the time for you to wear the CEO hat and take charge of your sales with the personal sales planner. This sales planner is an all-in-one tool for solopreneurs like yourself to help you manage and grow your sales every single quarter. From mindset and motivation to strategy and implementation, tracking and monitoring to review and reflection. Everything that you need to crush your sales targets and meet your income goals is within this 90-day planner. So grab one for yourself from the link given in show notes at bit.ly slash psp-37. This is the best way for you to bring in predictable revenue growth in your business. So grab your planner from bit.ly slash psp-37. The link is given in show notes. Wow, kudos to that. Kudos to that. Thank you. So if you could just uh, take us through your journey into how did you sign up first few clients? What was it like? Like you reached out to your friends and family or you uh, touched pace with your previous corporate connects? What was it for you? It was a little bit of all of that. And and part of my journey, I was not the entrepreneur who decided to quit my full-time job and then go 100% into my business. I didn't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did was I started going part-time at my previous 
previous job and I started working on my business part-time. So it was really a slow growth for me. And it started with giving away that first, that the, the tools, really giving away the signature tool for free and getting users behind it and starting to, to see successes in other people. When I first created my business, it was very product heavy. And it was okay. only after realizing that people needed additional support that I started incorporating the consulting and the corporate training because that sort of came out of the demand and the request from my customers. My customers said, this, this, these tools are great, but I need more help. Or then my customers would say, this has changed my life. I want you to come teach my work team. And so it was very nice and it grew very organically in terms of, I hate to sound sort of simple when I say it was word of mouth, but so much of my business growth has been my customers succeed and they tell someone else or people see them succeeding and they want to share it. You know, time is something that's so precious to so many of us. So when we manage it better, when we're able to participate in our lives better, people see that. They see that change in us and people feel empowered to share it. So a lot of my early clients came from serving 100%. If someone was willing to sit down with me or pay me, then I was going to make sure that their experience was above and beyond. And that customer service and, and just fully wowing my clients is really what built the business so much in the beginning. And I try to maintain that same philosophy as I grow. Absolutely. Wow. That's key. Like uh, fully wowing your clients. That's what brings the next set of business. And that's what gets them to give you referrals in the next phase. That's awesome. So um, mm-hmm. if we delve into a little bit deeper into like, uh, of course, you said that you got your clients mostly through word of marketing, word of uh, mouth. And uh, uh, but still, when you are sitting face to face to a particular prospect or a potential client, you need to have that sales conversation with them as to asking them for the sale and uh, converting that conversation into a business, right? So were there any initial challenges or inhibitions there or any mindset thing coming in there that which specifically for with women, face a lot that they don't like selling or something of that sort was it something which happened with you or you were always comfortable with selling oh no it definitely happened with me (laughs) so part of it is my journey as a time management expert was self-taught you can't go to school to become a time management person so so part of that that bred this just questioning do I really know what I'm talking about am I really worth the money should people really listen to me and so that was really tough especially in the beginning of having that that confidence that um, people weren't just trying to be nice to me by saying, oh, this helped me. Like they were being serious. They were being honest and that it really was helping them. Or, you know, if I did a presentation or trained a corporate client, when people gave me positive feedback, it was very hard for me to believe that at first because I thought people were just being nice. And so really one of my biggest challenges in gaining new clients and closing deals and even frankly, asking for what I'm worth, all that has come, the biggest challenge has been questioning myself. And I, I, I'm sure I know women will relate to that. And I'm sure male listeners will too. It's, it's really a hard balance when you go into something new and especially something that doesn't come with necessarily a ton of degrees or certifications to, to have that confidence that, that something you created really is valuable. And I think that was probably my, my largest challenge throughout my business. Okay. Okay. So uh, over the time, I'm sure you got better at it. So now what is the best practices that you have when it comes to 
having a sales conversation with a potential client? Oh, sh- number one is I listen. I think that if we are trying to, you know, I never believe in sales just for the sake of revenue generation. A sales role is a really amazing opportunity to solve a problem. And so what you're selling is hopefully the solution to their problem. So I like to listen when I'm in an opportunity to what is their pain point? Because if I don't actually have the solution in my arsenal, then I'm not going to sell them my business or my services or my tools. I'm going to connect them (laughs) with someone else, maybe in my network that has that solution. But I think sales 101 is if you hear what your pain point is of your customer, and if you happen to have a solution to it, then that sale is easy because at the end of the day, as humans, we want to solve problems. We want to be comfortable. We want to avoid discomfort. So I think really, as far as best practices in that is listen to your customer or your prospective customer. What is it that their issue really is? Ask them questions to understand what their struggle really is. And if you happen to have a a piece of your business that solves the problem, then, then confidently inform them of that. And then if you don't, then then still give them the solution in in maybe someone else that you know, because at the end of the day, if you help someone solve their problem, even if it's not directly in a transactional way, they'll still remember you for the next time. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, very important because it's not very easy for everyone to walk away from a business opportunity and refer someone else because the product or the solution is not a fit for that particular client. It's not easy to do. But if you are able to do that, that's what wins the trust of that client and probably sometime in the future they will come to you when the time is right when they find that fit so of course they will come back absolutely awesome awesome so yeah that was really great uh, conversation Samantha I am uh, really very impressed by that origami day which you shared so that is something which is uh, very useful for people I will definitely mention the links to your product uh, into the show notes as well so people can Wonderful. definitely check that out because the uh, origami day sounds really really yeah, exciting well and part of it too is i grew up in a japanese american home and so much of the japanese culture is respecting your ancestors and yes. so when i realized that folding paper was part of my business i wanted to incorporate that japanese respect into my business name and oh, so, so it nice. just fell into place so beautifully that it felt sort of blessed and and you know like the universe was telling me to do this and so it's really been something that's been really really special to do wow wow that's awesome that's awesome thank you so much and it was lovely to have this conversation with you thank you i appreciate it and please do keep me posted on when this is you know out and about so I can share it with my network. Absolutely. You will get all the information. Yes. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit and I appreciate just the time that you've shared with me. Thank you so much. Same here. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode. I'm sure you were able to find some key learnings and takeaways from today's episode, which will help you grow your business to the next level. And if that's the case, make sure that you share this episode with two of your business buddies because you never know that they might also find some insight which will help them in their business. Knowledge, after all, grows by sharing it further, right? So do share it with two of your business buddies. Also, if you like Ace the Sales podcast, consider sharing five-star review and rating on Apple iTunes because that will help us take the podcast to many more women just like yourself who are looking to find sales success in their business. Also, it will mean the world to us, especially myself and my team who are putting loads of efforts to bring this podcast to you. And lastly, remember to connect with me on Instagram at Roshni underscore Baronia because I would love to know more about you, your business and what is it that you need help 
help with when it comes to selling. So connect with me on Instagram, leave a review and share the podcast with two of your business buddies. I will meet you next Thursday. Stay tuned and stay safe and happy selling.